Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to and hopefully enjoy. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And um, do you have anything to say in the general Luke and Juliana life update bit that we do at the start of the podcast? Anything to uh, say at all? I know, life is got tick, warm. ticking along. Yeah, it got warm, but already the meteorologists are already saying like, oh, there might be another winter cold oh, really? coming in March. It went from minus 14 degrees C to plus 16 degrees C yeah. in about six days or something like that. I, I just was into read, it. I, I follow the German meteorologist service, or how you would translate yeah. that. Um, and they they posted an interesting fact um, about this sudden oh this huge change of temperature yeah it's, it's in Göttingen yeah um uh, they recorded the the largest um yeah, temperature, temperature swing swing yeah um since 1888 or yeah, something it felt like, like that massive it was like 42 degrees yeah. almost like a difference between minus 20 and then yeah plus 20 yeah yeah so yeah it, it, it's noticeable like a few days a while ago i went out and on my bike and the cables the gear changing cables were frozen up yeah and my water bottle was freezing or the and the pipe coming from my camelback that the you know the, the thing coming over yeah. i was drinking and it was being blocked up by ice and then i'd go it and it would like be like a slushy in my mouth <laughs> and like less than uh, 10 days later sh- shorts and t-shirts yeah yeah, so, it's uh, it's impressive. Well, it's shorts. I didn't. And I, this is this is always the time when I think if people now don't understand how the overall climate is mm. changing, then I don't know it's what. It's just weird. It's just weird temperature. Yeah, it's just more extreme. That's all. That's all that it is. Anyway, we went for bike ride. Uh, we did. First, first, your yeah, first bike my, ride my of the year. My first bike ride of the year. My first bike ride with you on my new bike, which is yeah. uh, pretty cool. Um, anyway, so that's enough keeping up with Luke and Julian. Let's get into the book. All right, so. There's a, a podcast that I listen to, uh, some of the episodes of, about, because they talk about all different kinds of pop culture stuff, yeah. like science fiction, nerd adjacent uh, uh, pop culture yeah. called The Incomparable. It's like some computer people in America didn't right. want to, they wanted, they they talked about computers. To, I think they, they worked at some Apple magazine or something like that. Anyway, so okay. they all, uh, when they when they didn't want to talk about computers anymore, they're like, hey, let's have a podcast where we talk about other stuff now. They've been going for 10 years, Incomparable, it's a whole network, probably more than 10 years. Um, not quite as long as the Science Fiction Book Review podcast, but they've blown way past the uh, episode count <laughs> because there's like loads of them and they yeah. can do podcasts every week. They have a revolving cast of characters, not yeah. characters. They have a revolving cast of uh, contributors. Right. Of people who appear in the show, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and the first ever episode was a book, uh, a book episode where they talked about books, okay. and then ten episodes go by, and then they talk about another book, and then twenty episodes go by, and they talk about another book. But every year they do these um, uh, book club episodes where they'll pick about pick out a book where people want to talk about it. Just for me yeah. to understand, is it uh, like a set? Um... Well, set presenters or? yeah there's there's like one or two main people there's oh. jason who is the main host yeah and then he says we're gonna do a podcast about this movie and okay. you can say as, as one of the contributors you can say i, I have watched that movie yeah okay. i have something to say about it or i just want to enthuse about it i'm gonna come on and, and join it so this okay. is every everybody in the uncomfortable network there's like like i say a revolving cast of maybe 12 15 regular people i guess okay and um and yeah, so it's a it's a, a fun chat. Now uh, there are some issues with the, some of their book choices, okay. where they're like, "This is the best book that I've read," and they all get really enthusiastic about whatever the latest book is that you just like. It's a good because it, they're all like 
I know I did not I wouldn't say all of them, but they're all kind of West Coast Americans, but they're not really. It's it's not really, but it's it's kind of uh, based in that way. A lot of their taste in books reflects quite a lot how like the Hugo Awards go. So if they're really into a book, I'm like ah, this is probably like that's one of my things of like how enthusiastic um, the. Uh, the uh, uh, incomparable people are I'm like alright that's kind of I wouldn't say mainstream but like mainstream American science fiction s- scene kind of right. thing they reflect that pretty well so okay. when they're talking about the Lady Osh- Astronaut series what's it the Calculating Stars yeah. and they're like really into that and I read it and I'm thinking well that's l- one of the worst books that I've oh, well, not again, I can't <laughs> even say it's one of the worst books because I've read a book since then and I was like I just wish this book was as good as the Lady Astronaut book yeah. but sometimes sometimes uh, uh, my my tastes align with the general consensus and yeah. sometimes they don't align okay. with the general consensus. But there's a big enough group and I know over 10 years of listening to this group of people, like there's some people who come on the book club and they always then talk about what else have you been reading? So the second half of the book club episode, they're like, oh, I've read this book. Okay. Recently, this is book I've got into. You all, you guys all talked about this book last year. I finally got to it and I agree with you. It's really good. So it's yeah. kind of fun. It's a, a fun group of people to keep up with their reading. Yeah. And, and also because I guess if you if you listen to this and it comes up regularly you know kind of the taste of people yeah, so it. you can gauge okay if this person likes something yeah I probably don't like it. Yeah, well, that's the kind or of thing. Like if that's they kind of my like point it. about this, yeah. is that when they're talking about a book enthusiastically and mm. they say, oh, it's like this other book. And I'm like, well, I remember what those guys say. You know, it's sort of like a, yeah. a, a, a book group community and some of them are enthusiastic about it. But again, a lot of them are actually now well enough connected. So they were, they, you know, in this this episode, or this, I say this this episode, an episode that they put out last month, I guess. Right. Or earlier this month. And they're, in the, they're like, what else are you reading? Like four of them said oh and I've read this uh, I've got to say that I'm good friends I'm friends with this person but they finally they put out their first novel I read mm. and it was good and one of the one of the contributors of, to The Incomparable mm-hmm. a guy called Dan Moran actually got one of his books published and I reviewed it on the SFBRP oh, and okay. so they are also connected to the um, science fiction publishing or authors scene a bit more than I am like they've, yes. they've I think they've even recorded episodes when they've actually been to is it Worldcon, which is like the main where wherever the Hugos are, are awarded, they they actually are into science fiction enough that that'll go to one of these places. Okay, and some of them are editors of fiction things and have been so nominated for, you, for Hugos a, and stuff. It's it's kind of like a filter. Yeah, um, it, yeah. So, but I'm saying like goes through, it's a something no doesn't... filter because also yeah. I listen to the incomparable when they're talking about movies and they're talking yeah. about Star Wars yeah. and they're talking about this. There's, but again, only about half of them because sometimes they'll be like, right, now we're going to talk for an entire episode about this Studio Ghibli movie that Luke has never seen called Ponyo and let's go. And I listen to like the first three or four minutes of it and I'm like, oh no, th- this episode is not for me. And they'll yeah. often talk about comic books and I'm just like, you know, there's things yes. that I'm just not interested in. So yeah. like I say, well, about half of the episodes I listen to and enjoy uh, the banter and enjoy their stuff. So okay. th- they, so... they started... Oh, yeah. oh, one other thing. Like I say, the calibration, sometimes it works well. Um, I think it's Jason, the main, the, Jason Snell, the main host, is sort of like, what else are you be reading? He said, ah, I read 
Harrow the Ninth, which is the follow-up book to Gideon the Ninth. He's like, yes. nah, not into it. Okay. It was an experiment that didn't pay off and it wasn't good. And other people are like, yeah, I started, it wasn't good. So again, that's not just me who started the follow-up to Gideon the Ninth, which could have been an amazing book, but it didn't. They said, yeah, if the first book all revolves around this relationship between two main characters yeah. and then the second book, the, that one of the those characters just doesn't turn yeah. up or isn't, isn't in most of it. And when yeah. they are in it, they're like not, those two characters aren't together. Yeah. That's a choice that the author is making that we're like, oh, I'm not just, again, we were talking before about sequel fatigue. Yeah. Um, like, how do you follow up a book? You, you can't can't just give them more than one it's sort of like the continue the continuing adventures of harrow and uh, another Gideon. death star um, uh, what's that another death yeah another star. death star and <laughs> then we are new mother oh, another death star how many deaths are they there? don't fix the issues yeah. and they are the other yeah. issues there's always a canyon to fly yes. into to destroy yeah. the death star. it's like stop giving me the same thing anyway yeah um in this case the 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 author it was it Tamsin? I think I called yeah. it Tasmin for the entire podcast that I talked about a book, but it isn't Tasmin, it's Tamsin. Tamsin. Something, I can't remember. Um, and uh, okay. she, uh, she the, the follow-up book, she didn't, she didn't pull it off. Jason said she didn't pull it off. And I'm like, yes, okay, calibration. Jason thought the second ninth, the second um, Lost Tomb novel didn't work for me. And so there's like this... this diagram. I know it's not Venn diagram. It's like yeah. this diagram with the four... What? With the four, yeah, um, like a four axis, like with like a two, four, yeah. Uh, yeah, like not so, four axis, a two axis graph of of where you fall in these kind of things. Yes, you know? so you have these four things, and then no, but also, they, they're like morphing. Yeah, but yeah, I, I could just call it a network graph of like an overlapping yeah. thing. You could yes. you could Venn diagram it out. There's lots of different visualizations you can it, make, and yeah. like Luke's reading experience for ten years of also listening to the Incomparable Book Club episodes. Just so uh, I have a, a gauge, they their ages roughly like your age, but I, but yeah. older. Probably, probably from ten years younger than me to ten years older than me. Okay, maybe maybe older than that. Yeah, of course, lots of them have got like grown up kids. But then I'm old enough to To have pretty old kids kids by now. Yeah. Yeah. How is it like my uh, my oldest nieces and nephews are like eighteen, yeah, nineteen, yeah. 17 what jordan just turned 17 and yes. things like that so yeah it's all uh, it's, it's all possible it's, it's all possible for me to be my age and also have late teenage kids <laughs> what <laughs> no just it's, i'm 40 years old all right let's move on so the book yes. that they picked out this time yeah. i listened to the first five minutes of the podcast and they say that they said that <clears throat> one of my favorite books that i read last year and i think they they talked about maybe on the hugo awards podcast and also a podcast just by itself they talked about um a memory called empire by Arkady Martin, I think. Yes. Am I getting the names mixed up? You read that book as well. Yes. Because they they recommended it. I read it and I reviewed it and recommended it to you and you read it. And then I also listened to the podcast about it that the Incomparable did and great. Yeah. Um, And so they said the other great, the, the other really good book that I read last year was called a Space Between... No, I'm actually now going to... The Space Between Worlds by Micaiah Johnson. They said, that's one of my... Also also one of my favourite books from last year. Uh, I, we're going to recommend it. And now let's get into spoiler territory. And they've set off the spoiler horn. Brrr, although they don't do that in... I don't think they do that in the uh, in the book club episodes because they're going to be talking about a book. About they assume the book they're gonna, and then you know that... You assume you're going to have read the book. Yeah. Um, and so as I just pressed pause, went over to uh, um, Audible, spent because, a credit yeah, you, on you, it. You got a, recently you got a new credit, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't that credit. It was a previous credit. Oh, okay. Um, I now have, yeah, I now have a credit. I, I think it's the 17th of every month I, a new oh, credit I comes see. through anyway. Yeah. But I had a credit. It's like, let's go for it and bought yep. it. 
And um, and all I knew about it was what they mentioned before, uh, the very like the first few minutes of this podcast, where it's about someone who can travel between alternate uh, dimensions. So like going between worlds, different worlds, you know, in like the there's a multiverse, okay. and they're going to cross over from this strand of reality over into another strand of reality, and then into another strand of reality. Okay, uh, that kind of thing. And um, yes, but our world, uh, the people living on it, yeah. not just jumping to different. Well, here's the thing is the world they call it earth prime or well it's not i don't think they call it earth prime but it's earth one yeah is that our world now i don't think so it doesn't read like it because the people live in like this mad max future where there's everything is desert oh, and okay. like the sun comes out sometimes the clouds clear up and the sun is so bright that if you go out you just start like burning, burning up like you, yeah. you, you get sunburn immediately so everyone has to go around with these cloaks over their heads and they have to go from um you know but this is in the this is in the outlands part what no what do they call it uh, I, i brought up some notes here as well so yeah ash town ash town because there's everything's you know burning ashen, burning and yeah. stuff like that and that's kind of like when you when you see the mad max that's kind of like the outside world you know yeah uh, and there's mad max style elements that you get these people called runners okay. who are um obviously like bootleggers they have these big vehicles you know like mm -hmm. and they you know they transport stuff around no guns in this world um but the idea is these, these runners they they drive around and they mow people down in their vehicles so if you're caught out in the open they'll just run you over drive you over and that's that's kind of like in the gang nature of how it works out then they okay. get tattoos and it's, it's like this um you know criminal gang of yeah, runners yeah um but that's also there's no police out there so the runners are kind of also also police but then they're also like a criminal so, gang yeah the kind of yeah. um anarchy uh, in uh, apocalyptic yeah times so but this is the the place where it is like the the basis or like where this person lives and then from Again, there on i'm just they telling you the world in that in in the base in in earth one is like okay, so there's we are Ashtown, on earth. <laughs> then there's a then there's some rural kind of stuff like the rurals where there's actually you can do agriculture it's, it's kind of not really sure how this the 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 um the weather works out but that's actually close by and then you get wiley town which is sort of like the where the rich tech billionaires live in their little in their this enclave the bubble, yeah yeah and it's like the building is like 100 stories high yeah. and it's it's a huge like um I, i don't even know how to say it but like oh it's like a, a city which is one big building and you go up and down between the levels okay okay but then inside of those buildings there's like other buildings within the buildings you know okay. and it's so it's some so they create of, a, a ghetto for themselves yeah or a paradise uh -huh. uh, and so here's the thing in this world of earth one mm -hmm. somebody invented a way to transfer themselves between or transfer somebody between their uh, earth one and earth two and and so they transfer someone to like another uh reality that exists at the same time exist at the same time okay uh Unfortunately, the rules of the world, this is all explained right at the start of the book. Okay, the rules is that if you are alive in one reality yeah. and you visit another reality and a version of you is there, you die this horrible, gruesome body parts squishing together, falling apart, death, okay? And, and who? And you as the person traveler? who's doing the traveling. Okay. So you, get, you travel from one place to another place. If there's a version of you already alive, you die. And the person who's there is is left alive. Okay, but how do you know that if you travel there, that 
you're going to be there. The way that it works out is the people in Wiley Town yeah. try and just, they just get as many human experiments as possible. So what they do oh, is they, they, yeah, it's like, again, it's like this dystopian future. So they just experimented another, another for the people sending people into these alternate dimensions until one came back. I'm guessing one, well, the, it, the person you meet him later in the book or in the, within the book, mm. one of the first people who managed to, to travel um, successfully some, into another dimension and then come back, they work out, oh, the reason you could do that is because you don't you exist, exist in, in that other, other place. place. Because okay. the universe abhors duplication. So the same thing... Yeah. yeah, the same thing in a different place, or, or the same conscious mind, or whatever it is. You can't, you can't double up. You can't be in the same in the same place twice, or the same universe Makes sense. twice. Makes sense. So the people who do who are being um, uh, transferred between these different places, yeah, um, I think they're called transference or whatever it is. They have to be likely dead in as many different universes as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way that they do it is they find these people who are the, the main character. She had been, she was from the poor town and she's likely to die out in Ashtown because mm. she, you know, the, her mother was in an abusive relationship, whatever like that. But in this, in, in our world, there was a, a church mission went there and the pastor fell in love with her mother and said, ah, you, you can't come and live with me. And then she grew up in this kind of blended family, like this mixed family of uh, like the mother there and her father in law and mm. then she had more like the kids within the family mm-hmm. and she grew up there but she had been she's dead in every other universe except eight um a- eight of them eight so she is alive in eight other places okay yeah so, so they she, already tried out eight different well they obviously go there and look up if she's still alive you know they go and investigate oh, somebody that. else goes somebody, and so that's the whole thing you, you have to you, people, yeah you ah, have to no, if you visit sense. someone and go yeah. ah this person doesn't exist in this mm-hmm. universe it's safe for you to transfer there to her but because she's dead okay. in most of the oh also and this is very important for all of these alternate reality um stories is or like divergent timeline stories yeah is that you can only travel somewhere which is compatible with the where you are now and yes. they can actually list them there's only like 323 different timelines or different universes or different you know alternate realities that you can visit from earth one mm. and that's it mm-hmm. yes and so it's the only compatible places so you can't go there if you exist there and also if it diverges too much from how it is now mm-hmm. you actually lose contact and can't go there again and they say ah there used to be 323 of these and in the last five years we We've actually lost 10 of them. So now there's only, you know, 212 other dimensions that we can visit. Okay. Um, so y- you can't just keep going, keep going, keep going between different dimensions for, for eternity and, mm. and infinity. No, there's actually a limited number. There's about 300 different places you can go. And only people uh, who are dead or who don't exist in another in those, dimension... Yeah, yeah can travel to that okay. dimension. So there must be people, so they did send people through there yeah. who who do this kind of like, uh, archiving is the wrong word, but yeah. who do like look. Yeah, that's... They do, they write down who's there. Yeah, and what, our main the, character does that. They have yeah. to have all these facts in their head. Yeah, so yeah, when they exactly. arrive, they're like, ah, I'm in here. This yeah. is what the climate's like. This is what okay. the economy is like. This is what the population so is in. like, you know. Yeah, uh, okay. And now I'm going to find out this information. And so this, right. all of these things are oh, kind so of... Oh, like, investigators. Yeah, they're investigating, my, looking yeah. things up, mm. also bringing facts back. And there's lots of, the, you know, her main job is going over, finding out information. And also you can bring 
bring things back. So there's like this um, this idea of like resource extraction. Oh, we're oh, actually okay. going to go over there, take yeah. this stuff, bring it back with us. Anything that's valuable in others. She, there's this uh, plot point where she brings back people's earrings. So like, oh, you lost your earring in this reality. She mm. goes over and takes an earring the same earring steals it from elsewhere and brings, brings it, it back over. Okay. Now, one very important question yes. here now. Very important, is it? Yes. So we have Earth One, mm-hmm. and they can do this dimension traveling. Mm-hmm. In other worlds, yeah, can they do the same? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to recommend this book to you. Okay. Because, because I it, really like. I'm already having like. Yeah, yeah, pew, exactly. Pew, pew. This is a book which thinks about all those kind of things, mm. and I could tell you all the answers. But the book is also, among other things, the book is also an exploration of if these were the rules that were been set up, <laughs> yeah. what would it be like if other people can visit us and things like right. that? Do we have visitors? If so, who know? are they? Mm. Yeah, how do we know about them? Because the people who are visiting are dead here and things like that. Yeah. If we don't have visitors, why don't we have visitors? Yeah. Like, how many people do we meet in different places? What happens if I visit a place and also somebody else from another timeline visits the same place? And like, you both we're both don't there know at the same time. Yeah, and you both we both. Well, no, but if I visit. If Earth, if Earth One Luke visits Earth Three, and Earth Two Luke visits Earth Three, even if Luke Three <gasps> oh, no, is dead, oh. but we're both there at the same time, what happens? Although I don't think that happens in this book. But I'm saying what this book does is grapple with the rules yeah. as it's set up, and which okay. which is what I really like about science fiction. Weirdly enough, I just looked at some Goodreads comments and people yeah. saying, oh, it's what I call like science fiction light because there's not really anything scientific about it. Because actually the way that they do the transferring is never really explained. It's sort of like, oh, yeah, okay. you put this thing around you and then someone does something on a panel <laughs> over a there. Button, and also and it's been pew. kind of like mythicized and there's sort of like there's like this personification of mm. the the goddess of the like the goddess who guides people between these realms and allows them to transfer okay. between them. Okay. And um and the people's you know, there's references say, Oh yeah, this this person has been seen many times in the past by these religious fanatics and these transcendent thinkers and things, but now we can access them yeah. also in our dreams or whatever. And they and she takes us by the hand and you're like, Is this is it real is there really like spiritual this sounds more stuff like going a, on? This sounds more way more like this is a story, uh, mystification that the yes. people who do it set it say up about it. for the yeah. people to get or have like just grab grabs yeah grappling grappling they're grappling with what's going on the neurons firing in their (laughs) brain as they transfer and they like like you do with dreams you're processing this information you see someone go into the light you know the uh, what is it this this the um all these different kind of uh, mental phenomenon that could be wrapped up in like, oh, yes, I met met a real god and they showed me the way. Exactly. It, but also this is fiction. So maybe that's true. Maybe yeah. there is a We a, don't know. Maybe there is a goddess who guides between the two. Is the this main character. a standalone book? Yeah, it is. Uh, okay. I'm not interested in reading another book in this series. Okay. Uh, if this is a series, I'm not interested in reading the next book. Okay. Because here's my main recommendation is the world building in this book. Mm. If you just put aside that, okay, this exists and there are these arbitrary rules, that means it can. there's only 300 worlds and there's, you can't be in the same universe mm-hmm. as a, another person of you or, you know, like that. And then you can go and, you can go and meet other versions of your friends and all mm-hmm. these other kind of stuff. I really, really enjoyed the world building to the point where like one of the, I'm one of the notes that I made on Goodreads when I made an update when I was like 40% the way through, I'm like, ah, this is good. I'm really enjoying 
enjoying the world building, I'm kind of annoyed that we're getting bogged down in just one of these worlds because actually what I was enjoying so much in the first half was like, ah, let me just show me all these different worlds and show me what it's like to go between these different places. Yeah. And there's this kind of one thing in it, and I realized, ah, this if this had happened earlier on in the book, I would realize that this is where the main story is like properly kicking off now. Okay. But it kind of came a bit later than I was expecting for like a real inciting incident into like, oh, right, let's get the, the story kicked off because it, it felt like it came like 40% of the way through was normally I'd want that to be like 20 or 25% right. of the way through. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of, it felt like it bogged down a little bit. And then when it actually happened, I was like, ah, right, I can see where we were meant to be. Normally in a story, I'd want this to be there, but that, but it took 40% of the world to build up the world building for that all to make sense rather than 25%. Right. And then it gets a bit story, weirdly enough, more story heavy later on. Okay. And less world building, but then it's paying it all off and then it gets like some action sequences towards the end. And this was actually some of the criticisms that the incomparable people, because I listen, normally I don't listen to like podcast episodes about books. Like I, I would normally listen to it after I record my own podcast, but in this case, uh, I listened to you it before. You already listened to it. Well, I listened to it today because uh, yeah. I was feeling a bit tired and I wasn't, and I needed to relax. So I went and sat out on the balcony because it was warm enough to sit on the balcony it and was, listen to a podcast. It was nice. Um, so, yeah, and some people said, yeah, I was kind of a bit annoyed that at the end they were like, it just became like a more traditional, oh, some power struggle, the who, how, who's going to be left with mm, the power? Mm. Someone has to do some heist kind of thing and some gang action, whatever, you know, with these runners and things. And I understand that. But again, a lot of the revelation, or lots of what, what it's being revealed back then and the action comes from the stuff, the world building that was in. So I didn't really have a problem with that. Right. My main problem, which would knock this down half a star. So if this was a five-star book like if this has everything i want in a science fiction book everything i want in a, a book about all this if this was a five-star book for me it would be knocked down to four and a half stars purely by the pacing that i always okay. the pacing is n- uneven i think it is someone's first novel in fact i should look it up let's go you uh, always say that and then you it yeah, looks it oh actually okay let's just i'm just looking at micaiah johnson who who wrote the book and uh, yeah, she has been in on Goodreads. She has two of the books, which are just sort of like some anth- anthologies. Um, okay. So yeah, some sample excerpts from eleven current current science fiction, fantasy, and horror tales. Mm. Um, also including Max Brooks and Peter F. Hamilton. Yeah, this this is her only this is her is only novel. It f- seems like. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good then. And uh, I, as a first novel, I am very impressed. Uh, with the world building, very impressed by the characters and stuff, which I'll get onto in a little bit more uh, okay. here. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to keep it a bit more vague because I've been talking a bit about this. I've what I've been doing is throwing out lots of questions, like how does this work? What's going to happen here? Because I want you to read this book because yeah. I think you would really enjoy this book. Sounds like. However, I don't think everyone thing. would read this book because it is weirdly enough. After all of that, I'm saying like setting up this world, it's Mad Max world outside, tech utopia inside, 300 different versions of this. So each time you go into a different place, everything is very familiar, but it's everything's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I understand that it, this book might not be for everyone because again, it is it is a it is a strange book, but I like strange books. But also, it's a it's a book which is I didn't realize how much it was a book about people. 
Like, it's a book. It, it's one of those things where, like, oh, yeah, if you have a science fiction book, one of the things that I find most interesting about science fiction is that you put people into a world which is different from ours. Mm. So you can you can have a view you into people. Them. Into study them. Yeah. So that's just what I want. I'm not going to talk about specifics in the book. I'm saying that. But what happens in this book is like having a natural experiment of nature versus nurture. Right. You have the same person mm. in two different universes which are alike enough that there's only 300 universes that you can get to. Yes. 300 versions of Ashtown and Wiley Town and the rurals that you can ever visit. Yeah. And what, but once you visit those two places, it's close enough that you you if you exist in the same place and you will one of you will die because two of the you can't exist in the same place mm. enough or you know uh, yeah. close enough yeah. that you're that close that the universe says that you're the same people, the same t- you you two people are the same person. Yeah. However, how then? How are you different? If the universe thinks that you're the same person enough that you can't exist in the same place, mm-hmm. um, but I go over and I know Juliana in Universe One, yeah. and then I go over to Universe Two and I meet her there, but we don't, we never, we didn't meet via OKCupid okay in you know 2011 or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, like, how would you be different? That's the kind of thing. Yes. But you can't be too different. You we couldn't have had a big enough impact on all of history because otherwise then you couldn't travel otherwise you couldn't get there so yeah. it's this very weird like art oh, almost a pure natural experiment like okay so the, the main character goes over and sort of like ah in a different universe we used to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and this was an abusive relationship mm. but now i meet you and i still have feelings for you but not the negative but i'm fighting against my negative feelings for you but you're not that same person because you have not done that to me Yes, because yeah. in this pre in my universe, you were the most powerful person, mm. and now I'm over here. But your older brother is still alive in this universe. Mm. Um, but your older brother still being alive in this universe makes you less something something. Yeah, yeah, because you yeah. have an older brother, and he took the power, and yeah. you don't have the power, yeah. and now you're the younger brother, so your yeah. personality is different. You know. Yes. So that's one of the setups in this book, and I would go into others, but they're a lot closer to uh, to the, the the heart of the story or the the revelation Obviously. of what like yeah. why like wh- you know that kind of, that whole kind of thing is sort of like ah oh, why is it in most universes in like like 250 out of 300 universes he is in charge because his older brother died when his older brother was six years old mm. and in this universe uh, oh in this universe his older brother survived mm. like th- that seems like a big change mm. why why is that big change of this one person who's the emperor of ashtown like why is it that we can access places where it's it feels like everything's different if you mm. know what i mean but it's 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 one of those outstanding questions in the book yeah. like it but feels i kind like of don't want you to 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 no i'm not but i'm just saying like, this is just one example of mm. the many examples of what is different between these yeah, other it's other like people it's exploring how close does it have to be yeah and how far away can it be yes and all the things in between yeah yeah, it's it's playing in that in that space where, like I say, this natural experiment of you know mm. the, the whole kind of thing where like a natural experiment. Yeah, and, we uh, have twins. Uh, when you define what, somebody... what a natural experiment is, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. it's not a better experiment or a worse experiment. Yeah. It's it's a situation that can't exist within a lab, but you can track the data of it you yes. know we yeah. see all of these kinds of things with covid19 now with a natural experiment of new zealand and a natural experiment of this kind of you know this kind of political system with this kind of rules and you know all these different kind yeah. of things we we can use the the 
of course, it's not natural world. I was just about to say. It's not the natural world, but it's the world as we find it and yeah. different classes. Control for those different things, those differences in situation, yeah. and we can actually get results out of it. Yeah. Again, that's a more rigorous way of a natural experiment. To be honest, I might even have it wrong, but that's what a natural experiment is. A natural experiment is twins who are separated at birth. Exactly. Uh, one one uh, is and adopted over there and one is adopted over there. Or one isn't adopted and one is yeah. adopted and they grow exactly. up. And then like 40 years later, you go, and how did your lives turn out? And you're like, and wow, it's eerily similar. Exactly. And they have both yeah. a similar taste in things. Yeah, and they, both, they both learn both the same musical the, instrument, yes. you know, all these different kinds of things. Drive you're the like, same oh, car or yeah. whatever. Like these really weird things where you think, okay, there must be some difference. The, um between the how they grew up and yeah. like there, there is certainly something there yeah. and there's something in the genes that are, is going to be and as an identical twin i'm very uh sensitive well, not sensitive i'm it's one of those things that you're i also that. i'm aware of it because yeah. i can also live but just imagine that you're not just identical twins live growing up in different places mm. you are literally the same person with slightly different um different personality traits that come from your upbringing yeah now, and experiences Cara, yeah uh Carella, Cara, that she she has different names because she goes by different names. Because at the start of the book, we discover that she isn't who everybody else thinks she is. What happened was that she is one of the people who was recruited, sent to a different world, to, to a different universe, yeah. where she actually was already alive. She was still alive, and they messed up. So she, but the, she happened to arrive in a place where she also was, and she found the dead body that had been sent from Earth One, and heard this little. Oh, I just kicked, I hit my microphone, and she heard this little earpiece in the in the dead person's ear, dead Kara's ear, saying, "Hey, Kara, can you hear us? Can you hear us? We're going to bring you back." And she took the earpiece, put it in her ear. Oh, d- but what? now I, that was one of the questions I had for what? this book for what? me to to solve in the book. It's like can in the you first switch? Chapter. It's okay. like in the first chapter. It's mm. not a spoiler because this is the setup of the book. The okay. setup of the book is what happens if you are trained to be sent between worlds and she's actually from world 23. Yeah. And she, and then she goes back she to world 1 place. and she takes the place of herself yes. on world 1. That, that again, was that was what I would have like explored so again, for sure. A, then a lot of it comes to mm. her trying to pass herself off as mm. Kara from world 1 mm-hmm. and she isn't actually the daughter of somebody who who was uh, fell in love with a missionary who then grew up in a church. Okay. She's actually someone from Ashtown who has tattoos all over her mm. and used to be in a relationship with the emperor of Ashtown. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back and has to pass herself off. And she like has conversations with her sister. Mm. And she's having and she's reading the journals of the, her, of, the uh, of, of number one of Cara number one. Yeah. Uh, and she's Cara number Cara Lex and just Carello or something like that. So that slightly different names mm-hmm. uh, from the different places. So that again, that's what the book is about. It's about trying to pass yourself off as somebody else mm. and the interactions with different people who they they all think she was brought up in a missionary home mm-hmm. and actually she's from the mean streets. Mm. Again, a lot of the book is exploring that and the outfall of that. And again, the book just continues on this way and all of her relationships, I find, are fascinating. Mm. And the love stories that are there in the, in the book is, are amazing, like really, really touching. And as the things, you know, there's all that kind of unrequited love, will they, won't they? Mm. And when it's revealed what's actually going on there is amazing and then the thing that she has with her mentor and the relationship like that really impressive again the descriptions of this abusive relationship feel really real mm. in a way which is like really disturbing but also very recognizable in, okay. in in ways and but again and the whole point of is then you meet them that person again 
and and they're different and then you meet them again and they're different again this reminds me so much of the state if i'm having a dream yeah something's happening in the dream i'm being really either something something bad happens somebody dies or some uh, you do something and i'm getting really really angry and And i wake up it's just in your dream and and you are there and it's like Good morning. Yeah, and you can't get angry <laughs> like, with me oh. for the thing. Yeah, then that's the thing. Like, how mm. much are you? And that, again, the book delves into all mm. of that kind of stuff too. So I hopefully have convinced you to read this book. Sounds, and I, yeah. I, I'm not going into many of the things. Again, you could, loads of people are going to say, oh, you didn't mention this about the book. You didn't mention that about the book. I didn't mention this about the book. I'm saying that for me, this is like a four and a half star book based on the writing of relationships and the world the world building and the relationships yeah but again it's if there was a second book to this it wouldn't be interesting because i already know the world building and all of the you know all the political stuff has been revealed and all of the characters who they are and the secret identity everything has been revealed to me i don't need any more of that and it's going to be really difficult to tell a story of another character in the same world because this world is this character this main character is this world but i think the the way that this world building thing is set up yeah is that there are 300 worlds that we know of yeah but there can be something like some other world where they're having the same thing but then they manage to go into these worlds into these 300 there worlds. is nothing interesting there because okay. what i what what i am giving four and a half stars to yeah is the interplay is is kara's story right as told through this world and again talking about the different books and the reason why i want authors to stop after first book unless they have something interesting to do and i don't mind an experiment that doesn't work like harrow the ninth or whatever like that but the gideon the ninth i really enjoyed the relationship between gideon and harrow Mm -hmm. and all of the sword fighting and all of the things that's going on the video game-esque version of it even though i think i only gave it three and a half stars because it didn't work for me but what i enjoyed was that yes you know what i I enjoy about these other books like you know the broken earth and and um the light brigade and all these other kind of things is these the con- the conceit of crazy like even new it's the ideas. full package yeah. it's a crazy new idea or an mm. explorate a crazy exploration of an idea mm-hmm. plus a main character or a set of main characters who i find interesting or fascinating but their stories are intertwined with the world building mm. and the world building and their characters are intertwined with the with storytelling mm. and with the plot structure yeah. and the storytelling structure. All of that is combined together into one thing, which is a very, very satisfying reading experience for me. Cool. And if you just go, all right, we'll take three of those and then like not do those characters but do something else yeah that isn't what i liked about it i I like the interplay of all like of of four main thrusts and this book it doesn't concern itself with the fun technical stuff because it just go it just abstracts that out and goes "Ah, it works somehow it works somehow something mystical and i'm like great i don't mind actually you putting that layer of mysticism on top of it makes it better for me makes it more enjoyable as science fiction to make it a little bit metaphysical or uh, what am i trying to say yeah a little bit mystical yeah but also it puts us as the reader in the same position as the people are actually in the story because 
the people in the story don't know more about this yeah. as well. So yeah. this is their, it's, it's, this is the, what they know about it, yeah. and um, there might be someone who, yeah. who knows more about it. But we we are being put in a certain position, yeah. and we are being told, uh, this is how it works. Uh, this is, I mean, it works somehow, and this yeah. is what we think. Uh, this whatever. is as, this is as much understanding as Kara has exactly. about the situation she's in, and yeah. then she will bring you up to speed with her le- to to her level of knowledge yeah and that's what like i say that first uh first few chapters are like of the broad strokes and then the first 40 yeah. percent of the book is of like the okay this is what she does for a job okay. this is where she goes she's yeah. meeting this person meeting this person yeah and like i say it kind of felt a little bit a bit bogging down at that point yeah but then it kind of kicks off and like uh, now with that set let's keep exploring these relationships okay let's explore her history as a person and, and like her history not just with the people she knows but her history with the people she knows and she, different versions yes. of them in 300 of different course, worlds of you course and uh, so Let's hope that this stays just a, a standalone novel. No, and... I don't need it to just stay a standalone novel. Okay. If there is a follow-up to this book... You won't read it. No, I have no interest in reading it. If there yeah. is a follow-up to this book, it has no impact of my enjoyment now in February yes. of 2021 yeah. of my enjoyment of this book. Of course not. I mean, it can't because there is no other novel right Exactly. Now. But so, if it does come out and it's yeah. not satisfying, it doesn't dampen my enjoyment of the first book in a series. You okay. know, Nine Fox Gambit has two perfectly okay novels to follow it up. Yeah. But Nine Fox Gambit is still one of those five-star reading experiences for me. No, I you get know it. What I mean? like uh, yeah, the yeah. first book in the Broken Earth trilogy. Yeah. Uh, fifth season. Ah, that's the name of it. The fifth season still stands for me as sort of like, I think is a really, really good book. Maybe I only gave it three and a half or four stars, but it stands out to me as a really interesting book, which kicked off, which rightly kicked off a very successful series. Yeah. Except the second two books in the series, I, I, it turns really. out just weren't really for me. You yeah. Know? So it's that yeah. kind of thing. No, no, so. I get it. But what I'm surprised about now, a bit because at the beginning early on in the podcast you said if i would give this book five stars it yeah. goes down because of all the reasons you already said yeah so but that means you are actually going to rate it that high yeah i am going to rate it high, oh, okay high. because like i say the only thing about this book which didn't the hit home for me yeah is some okay. of the pacing right. like again some of the stuff it dragged a bit in that first half yeah. and then the story kicked off a bit yeah. and then it felt like a bit rushed towards the end. Okay. Well, not rushed towards the end, but they're like, oh, action. Oh, we need a car chase. Let's yeah. put it in here. Oh, okay. we need a, a heist. Let's yeah. put it in here. Yeah. Although, I'm again, I'm just naming some things. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure how course. many car chases. But but yeah, and there's this one point where they're just like, all right, now let's go. Uh, let's go on a, f- have a funeral. And it, the funeral felt like ages. And I was like, ah, I see, maybe I see why is this funeral? And then it's revealed what the, why that funeral why we spent so long with the funeral mm. later and at the other time when it got bugged down it was it kind of it ex- explained why we spent so much time getting bogged down later right but at the time it's happening you're just sort of like mm, this mm. part of the book seems to be taking like for, for the briskness and for the interest and for there the are reasons so, yeah, for these things yeah it yeah. felt like beforehand we're skipping through so uh, uh with all that said yeah. i just want to talk a little bit uh, uh, a little bit of um whatever the term is where I'm going to reply to people in a different podcast who aren't even going to listen to this podcast. The Incomparable. Some people on there made comments about this book. Okay. And they said, what I thought was disappointing was the, uh, there's this, there's this law of the law of uh, conservation of characters Mm -hmm. with the idea being that 
if you have lots of different possible roles in the story mm-hmm. and what you need to do is reduce those roles down into the fewest number of characters so it doesn't get too um so it doesn't get too Okay uh, now here's an important just just understanding question yeah. are we now talking metaphorically about, I'm talking about the all book fiction. writing I'm talking okay, about all fiction this is now, now uh, the concept of writing books yes. this is not a concept within the book a no, rule no, no. of no, 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 because no. it could fit you know yeah, 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 the is. way that you said but this is why I want to go into it because okay. it kind of does fit with the book as well but the, the conservation of characters so in Star Trek um, you have like different people who like different like archetypes of characters who could be there right. so in the first Star Trek you got Captain Kirk who was like the the swashbuckling captain with the, who yeah. was also a womanizer and all yeah. that kind and of stuff and you had the first officer uh, yeah the first officer you got a doctor and you got you've a- got the Spot communication person, person yeah, oh, you got Spock, a navigator who is, who is like yeah. the person who is no it's not not the characters by their roles oh, i'm talking okay. about not their not their job titles oh, i'm talking about what they do in the story so spock okay. is like i'm half human but i'm not human so i'm going yes. to explore what being human is from the outside and then you get the next generation yes. which is um oh i am data and yes. data is you a computer data. and data can data is doing things that spock did yes. but you still need oh so who's the first officer the yeah. first officer in next generation mm-hmm. is riker and because um Jean-Luc Picard isn't the womanizer or the guy who get you know who goes off and has flings with women on things yeah. so Riker, Riker becomes the guy this... who grows a beard and so starts... it's like the yeah. it's like the uh, commedia dell'arte kind of exactly uh, who yeah. which of the characters are going to yeah. take those roles and the conservation of um characters is sort of like all right uh, in an Agatha Christie novel you have you've got the cook the 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 waiter the maid, the, 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 all these different kind of things the gardener. and you're like and which one of the so one of them has to be the confidant of the other person and yes. one of them has to be the the, the murderer. And one, one has th- to be the suspected villain. Yeah, the one has to be the suspected yeah. villain. And you, you, what you're doing is you're matching up those roles mm-hmm. between the available characters. Right. And if there is a character who just happens to be there and only has one role, mm. and it's just the murderer, and they're not doing anything else within the story, you're like, what about this person over there? They 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 only look evil, and I think they're the murderer, aren't they? The murderer. Yeah. And and it gets them like, oh, they were the murderer. It's like, yeah, because they only yeah, had but- one role in the <laughs> yeah. story. So yeah. th- so this is. A, a, a really handy thing with with um, t- television because you only need so many characters. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's done well. Like in uh, if you're talking about mystery, sort of like you got oh you got um, uh, Sherlock Holmes who's got the mastermind, and then you got Watson who is telling the story. You always see the stories from Watson's point of view, so yes. he's there as the narrator character, yeah. the viewpoint character. But he also happens to be a doctor. Yeah. So if you need someone with medical knowledge, handy like that, and when we, and yeah. that BBC version as well, yeah. it happens that he was a military doctor. He was stationed in Afghanistan. So yes. if you need someone to do some shooting it yep. turns out he's good at shooting too well. you know yep. like you, you attach these different roles or th- story people things into the same character yes and also you always need a person that is kind of um on the the the, the human level who can yeah. com- communicate like in, in Sherlock Holmes Watson also acts as the normal person yeah, that's what I'm saying. he's the viewpoint character we, our way into someone who's we generally yeah. don't cons- like you're probably not the genius masterminds yeah. so we, we have that person to attach to in, this, well, in the same in that case it's someone that Sherlock Holmes can explain his theories to or explain yes. his knowledge to or explain what's actually going on. Yes. Anyway, so one of the criticisms was it feels like there's not enough people in this universe that you go to all these different universes mm-hmm. and they just keep meeting the same people over and over again. And I thought that was a really clever thing in the book yeah. that each time they want to go somewhere they turn up and it's sort of like, oh, it's, it's uh, this person it's, again. It's Mr. Specs. All, all of the runners have, they, they all call themselves Mr. Knives or Mr. Spectacles or Mr. Whatever, Mr. Chair. You know, they all take a, okay. a, a 
symbol of their own thing and they yeah. call themselves Mr. Microphone, which I just said, and as I hit my mic. <laughs> uh, so you each, each one of these have that and they keep turning up and these same people keep turning up. Oh, it's Mr. Knives again. And yeah. What's she doing here? Oh yeah, the women runners also have, they're all called Mr. as well. So okay. um, it's Mr. Knives and you're like, oh, right. Every time that, and I thought, no, this is great. This is perfect because each time you turn up, you're going to be drawn to the same people. Like you say, these are the universes yeah. where there are the same number, uh, there are the same characters and the same characters you're going to keep yes. circling back to in your life. And and this reminds me a lot again about the human behavior kind of thing that I particularly have a lot with, mm. which is just the, um, just the, uh, the the ha- no habit yeah we're very much creatures of habit yeah and so if I am somewhere foreign that's yeah. I'm not used to I will always go to the same places places that I have been yeah. to before because then they become um, comfortable for me because yeah. even if it is away from where my usual habitat is yeah I then find something. Uh, that I find comfortable and yeah. uh, I think, oh, okay, I've been there before. So that feels... Yeah, I do the same thing when I'm traveling. If I, if I end up just, in a in a city on a cruise ship yeah. and I'm like, oh, where was good internet? You're like, you, yeah. you don't go search you, you for a know, new internet place. You go to the place where, oh, I remember there was good Wi-Fi in that cafe and you end up in the same cafe. You're like, yeah. but I'm in, like, what am I doing? I've only been to this city, I've been to the city three times and two out of the three times I've had <laughs> I've lunch in the, in the same, same place. place. Yeah. yeah. So where you again, could literally go to anywhere. So anyway, but, that, that, all that yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. in, in the same way that television, again, this is a television kind of thing because you're paying for the same number of actors and you do the same thing in locations. Like, oh, we're going to, we got, this we got this uh, set is like we we're watching the expanse like all of the yeah. all of the spaceships all of the bridge layouts are exactly the same you've got the thing in the middle and you got these walls because like, yes, they just they keep just putting up different the, panels yes they have one main set and yeah. they can just lower and raise the ceiling and just to change the names ships. of the yeah. ships slightly yeah. show different things on the screens yeah. yeah so um i thought that was an intentional decision by the author to keep the book because the book is intensely personal it's very much about cara yeah. and her brain and her relationships and her love life and her history and her upbringing okay and i thought it was really great i thought it was a very interesting way that you keep going to these there isn't you're not going to alternate universes with an infinite number of possibilities Mm. you're going to places which are close enough that you can travel there Mm. they're close enough to your current reality that you can travel there the only difference is you're dead like you you're not alive at that point yeah you know so uh so and there was a few other criticisms by from from the people on the uncomfortable, but that was one one that stood out to me. Um, in fact, I made some, did I make some notes about that as well? Um, no. Oh yeah, that's the other thing as well. Uh, I made a note uh, myself. So there was this other book which had some alternate dimensions or alternate uh, divergent timelines. One of them was called Outland, and it's the book where someone made a portal. And uh, this was somewhere in Canada or something like that. And okay. they, could, they could go through a portal into um, like this place where humans didn't evolve. And there's just woolly mammoths roaming around. Okay. And the whole book is the one where they go over and they get gold. So they start panning for gold and, and pro- gold prospecting. Yeah. Like, we know there's gold there because that's where they dug out the gold. So they go there and dig out the gold and come back and sell the gold back in their place. Yeah. And, I was, and in that podcast review, I was saying, if you can travel to another universe and there's like woolly rhinoceroses and mammoths and things hanging out there yeah why are you panning for gold why don't you use this technology contact some rich people and say we've got the super special um secret thing come with us to another alternate reality and you can do some woolly mammoth hunting or you can just visit like why not do exclusive expensive tourism like Mm. the same thing with space tourism like it costs 
10, 20 million or $500 million. Actually, it's getting cheaper all the time, yeah. though, isn't it? As yeah. those people, I just saw they re- announced the, the second astronaut on the first fully private space flight. Ooh. You remember that one with SpaceX? They yes. got some, yeah, yeah. some tech billionaire or whatever And they're always having the same job uh, title. Yeah. Um, Entrepreneur, uh, interesting, <laughs> philanthropist. Yeah. Yes. So so the, the ne- they just, I didn't see it. I just saw a link to it just before that. The, the, ne- the, second, the second private astronaut on the first fully private. Anyway, so it's the same kind of thing. Charge very rich people to have an experience that aren't exactly there. And that's what I thought about Outland. And guess what? One of the plot points in this book is they actually say, hey, we've worked out this way to move you between from one universe to another universe without you dying. Yeah. Um, we got this some procedure, medical thing that we can do that now, but we only have five places. We only have enough for yeah. five things. Yeah. If you want to be one of the five people give who us travel money. across, give us money yeah. and we'll transport you of from course. this place to another place. And things. Yeah. So that's actually a plot point in this book. Well, the thing that I was, I was like screaming for Outland, although I really enjoyed the part of Outland where they're just doing gold prospecting, I was like, I really oh, enjoyed it. But actually, uh, at the back of my mind, was like, just use the technology Why for like gold? rich people tourism. Yes. Uh, and in this book, they're like rich people tourism because we live in a tech utopia, and because yes. uh, some of the characters come from the rich, the rich families in this utopia, and some people come from the very poor families outside of it, and things. So, for them, yeah. it's not a utopia. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's dystopia outside and utopia inside. But of course, it, as it always turns out, it's dystopia inside. It's, it's well. everywhere. <laughs> it's always yes. dystopia it's always inside. You listen to the audiobook. Yeah, good How audiobook. Was, yeah, great. No complaints at all. Okay. In fact, it's who, one of those. Who it? One of those great. Uh, let me look at them. Just somebody. It just the the narration fit and did a good job. Uh, Nicole Lewis did the narration. I'm clicking on her name. She has um, narrated 28 books on on this, and I'm scrolling through to see if I have heard her do anything before. It looks like not. Uh, I don't recognize any of these titles. Let me click across the next one. She's done some Star Wars stuff. The Space Between Worlds. There's another version of it there as well. Um, no, I, I don't see I don't see other books that she has narrated. But did a good job. Uh, well, again, it's one of the highest uh, one of the highest compliments. It's like yeah, didn't if, get in the way. Exactly. <laughs> didn't get in the way. Co- conveyed all the emotions that I needed without overacting. Yeah. Made me understand who was talking at any points. It really helped in this book that it wasn't like a second person narration as yeah. we talked about in the <laughs> yeah. previous book. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it. How Four long? And a half stars. How long is it? It's like eleven hours. It's like what's that? Like a five hundred page or, okay. uh, book? I'm guessing. In fact, I I don't need to guess. <laughs> I've literally got you it open look. here. Oh, it says three hundred and thirty six pages, but that seems short to be honest mm. maybe different editions yeah probably have, uh, uh, different length let's have a look at the well i just clicked the kindle edition <laughs> doesn't uh-huh. help no uh, the hardcover version has 327 oh, so maybe only like 300 400 pages it's you know, okay felt like a bit longer than that yeah like a, like a 400 400 500 page okay what do other people say about it uh, other people are split. Um, the uh, 4.0 rating overall on Goodreads, mm. uh, which is pretty good. And by my friends, a, th- a 3.64 average rating, but pretty much brought down by um, uh, uh, people. Some, a few people who rated it low, low. Mm. Uh, Michael rated two stars. The multiverse idea is not new, but the book came highly recommended, so I gave it a try. There is rather little science fiction in this book, and I think there's. It's. I think it's mostly science fiction. Mm. Just because there isn't a lot of like rigorous techno babble, yeah, it doesn't mean it's not science. Science fiction, science fiction can be thought ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, this, when... is, this is fun. This review quotes another review. In one sense, it's a quiet domestic novel about jobs and relationships, borders and clash issues, clash issues, and the problems of navigating structures of power as an outsider that those structures can crush with impunity. And then from another angle, it's a novel of action and intrigue, revolution and consequences. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There's that, that interplay between them. But I don't see these two things as separate. Mm. I see them as integral, yeah. you know. And I think the parts of the book where I realize now, actually, the parts of the book where I think it's dragging a bit or the parts of the book which I think is moving too quickly are the parts where that's actually some imbalance. The parts of the book that I enjoyed the most is when it is both an introspective thing about relationships and power struggles of... of, of mm. And of, action at the of, same. Of a, a black a black gay woman from Ashtown trying to make it as a as a, a, a residence of Wiley Town, the, you know, like the kind of thing. Mm. That is wh- where those things are playing off each other perfectly is where I enjoyed the book the most. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it concentrates just on the, oh, world, big climactic battle kind of thing, mm. it, it kind of fell a bit, not short, but again, only half a star off a, a, a good thing. But That's yeah. pretty good. Oh, when did it come out, by the way? It was last year. That's what I said. It came oh. out last year. Nice. Uh, August 4th, 2020. And yeah. as I said, The Incomparable, they said two books that came out last year, which are the favorite right. books. One of them uh, was A Memory Called Empire. And mm-hmm. this was another one of the favorite books of one of the people on The Incomparable podcast, which I can't remember now. Okay. Because I listened to the start of the podcast. Um, last year? No, a week ago. Oh, 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 right. Okay. You remember when I finished the book last Sunday and I said, um, I'll finish up this book. You were going to yes. read a book and I was going to read a book. And I said, I'll finish up my book and we'll review it in a few days time. You finish your book and we'll review it in a few weeks time. That's that's what happened. I finished my book in yes, a few days course. and you finished. No. I... Okay, let's go into it. What's your next book? Uh, my my The book that I'm currently reading is uh, this Illuminae book. And you're not into it, are you? No, it's it's... I haven't quite figured out what what's going on, and uh, I'm still not quite sure if it's an, a young adult book or not. Yeah, for some reason I don't yeah. quite know. Um, it's sometimes a bit. Oh, this is one of those things when you do uh, when authors and publishers do interesting things with not just uh, writing on pages. Yeah, but when they incorporate graphic design into uh, it, it's a multi. It's like bits with diagrams and maps. And... No, no, not particularly oh, no, no, that. But for example, if you have a, a folder like a file, yeah, and then it's you're reading different files, and some some are like the book, and some ah. are just like literal pages you that just we see. What the we, character yeah, in like, the book is reading. Um, that that, bu- that, that would... is. That is a really an awful thing concerning dark mode kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm reading this book in the <laughs> evening so next next in, in bed and I'm having it in dark mode because but it's dark. An embedded then, PDF or JPEG, there's no dark mode version of that in the book. Yeah, and then uh, these pages come up from an extract from a folder yeah. when it's like white pages yeah. uh, in a graphic That's layout. That's the kind of thing that I've noticed. Sometimes, you know, the dividing bit between paragraphs or like you go from mm. one scene to another and there's like this little swirly thing. Yeah. That's actually often just like a bitmap image or some yeah, JPEG embedded in the yeah. book and you and everything else flicks over to dark mode except this, which this so one like stays for a while. It's like a massive white block yeah. with some w- yeah. black squiggle in the middle of it. So, but over, these kind you, of Are thing- you going to recommend the book to me? Because I'm recommending this book to you. I want you to read the book I just reviewed. And I don't... You don't I, know yet if I don't I'm going to read no, Illuminae. No, not not sure yet. But I, I don't think this is your kind of thing. Okay. All right, the next book I'm reading is... Mm. I wasn't going to do this. I, I Well, I, I, 
I, I wasn't sure if I was going to give this a chance. Over here on the um, uh, the the Goodreads listener um, group, listener group. Mm. No, the SFBRP no? listener group on Goodreads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So people are trying to get me to read this book, um, and I mentioned what, what it before: it? "The Long Earth" by Stephen Paxter and Terry Pratchett. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and I said, hey, it's only got a 3.77 average rating on Goodreads and a 3.4 average rating on my friends of Goodreads. You've got to convince me a little harder than just saying you should read this. And this is what someone said to um, to uh, convince me. Well, it's nearly 4.5 rating for the five book box set. So in other words, like mm. the people who continue on, obviously. Okay. The self-selected group of people who read all the way through to the end of the fifth book. Yes. Rate the whole thing 4.5 stars, which is almost perfect selection bias uh, of the people who yep. liked the books enough to read all five books what do they rate the first book they, sh- 4.5. they should it says uh, it's a five book series i read the first seems all right person invents this drive powered by a potato that enables you to travel <laughs> to parallel universes um some are natural travelers like and some uh, like joshua in the book and he travels to these worlds in in a sort of zeppelin um with an ai called lobsang which again messing around with the mm-hmm. Stephen Baxtery science fictiony kind of stuff plus the uh, quirky comedy yeah. writing and yeah. quirky characters Sounds a bit of like uh, uh, the, the 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 galaxy uh, the, the the trip to no mm. what the tr- yeah. Douglas Adams. Oh, Douglas Adams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, journey uh, to the, mm, the, the, the restaurant ow. at the end of the universe. Well, I, yes. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, Is exactly. That, that one, okay. yes. Mm. So, yeah, so maybe something like that. Okay. Who knows? Uh, wasn't that interested? Except, listen to that. Person invents a device powered by a potato that enables you to travel to parallel universes. And I've just read a parallel <gasps> universe book. So it's kind Ooh, of like, should I just go that. straight into the next parallel universe book? <laughs> yeah, sometimes we just have these Maybe I should batches. do it. Maybe I should do it. The same kind of thing, thing. with time travel. We, yeah, we, we had a time travel themed uh, stretch. And we now did a few of those. Parallel universe. Who knows? So stretch. Maybe, maybe I will. But I've got like a few other books which I might get to. But again, I'll. Maybe maybe give the potato parallel universe book. What's it called? The um, the Long Earth by Stephen Baxter. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Pota- Who knows? Potatoes are powerful. They are. Also, right. we're, we're going to have potatoes we're gonna for finish dinner. Up. Can we're going to finish up in up? under an hour. Yes, Here we, we can do that. Thanks a lot for listening, um, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. No, what do you want to say? It's go over an hour. No, I was just saying, like, we have normally, like, you can message me on... Yeah, but mm, I was wanting to finish up before now. Don't worry, okay. Yeah, you can message... You can send me an email. I'm luke at juggler.net. You can become my friends on Goodreads, so uh, me and Juliana can see what you think about the same books, and I can read out your review uh, if it's good. Maybe, well, I don't always look at it that much. <laughs> um, and Juliana is on Instagram. You can follow her there on J-U-K-U Berlin. Yes. And uh, I am also on Instagram as Luke Burridge. And on there is Not Juggling Luke, which is if you don't just want to see videos of me juggling and you want to see me biking and me hanging out with Juliana and pigs in the forest that we can see from our balcony. That is true. We can see wild boar, which is really good fun. Yes. Um, Yes, you can also follow me on Twitter. Same name there. Juliana on Twitter, same name. Yeah. Uh, And what else? Yes, also go to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burge if you want to support us financially for this. uh, It's a massive amount of help. And uh, again, if you support us at the correct level, which is support us for one month for $25, that's just you get to pick the topic. And if you're an SFB listener, if you're a juggler, the idea is you get to pick the topic of a podcast that we do for our Patreon supporters, the juggling podcast. We do that every month. You get to pick the topic. But if you're an SFB listener, you can recommend a book to us and we may read it. 
One of us may read it, and yes. we will talk about it here on the podcast. We've done that a few times so far, and it's uh, some good books via in that way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And also some books that I don't finish, but Juliana enjoyed. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. What, what do you want else you want to say? Oh, is that you just that's, want me to do the meta stuff? Yes. Yeah, there's no reason to force it ending before an hour is up just to, really. to get the through The people to the end. who want to listen for an hour, they will plus stop before our thing at we, the before end. We, when, when I give yeah. the rating to when I give the rating of the book and then uh, <laughs> we start waffling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Four and a half stars. Good book. Okay. Really good book. Best, will, best book I've read this year, I think. I will read it then. Yeah. Probably. Probably the best book I've read this year. In February. The best book I've read in February. Actually, I can just go over here to the uh, episode list. When did the year start? I started the book with uh, 2021. The, the book, the year. You started the year with... False Gods. So, Out of False Gods, Places in the Darkness, New Earth, Velocity Weapon, I Am Legend... Oh, no, I gave that one 4.5 stars as well. Borders of Infinity and The Raven Tower. This book is, for me... Level the second four point five. It's the star second book. four point five star book. It's the it's the best new book that I've read this year. <laughs> Good. All right, All right. Then. then that's it. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.